Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Kings fans, of all the podcasts that I listen to, Kings Realm Podcast is one of them. This is where you go for all your Kings news, Kings fans. Go Kings Go. Best podcast in the business. Maybe. Take it from me, Dave Joseph, and listen to Kings Round Podcast. Hey! 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 Oh, this is me. Hey, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Kings Round Podcast, brought to you by THPN. Um, Dennis usually does this, so I'm going to fuck it up. Um, Do it, Jordan. Do it. Yes. Uh, Hockey is here. Like here, here, and we have games, and we went one, one, one and one. Let's go with a pun, Get which a that's pun. pretty good. Give me a yeah, pun. Yeah, I don't have any puns. Ah, um, son of a we bitch. got uh, we got snowed on by the Avalanche. There you go. Um, that works. That works. Yeah, that's good enough. We got blown by the Hurricanes. Oh, hey, also it's works. Good, it's good job. or bad. This is off the top of the head, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. you don't it's, even know I'm what you're getting. Basically a genius. <laughs> um, and then we pegged Winnipeg. Uh, I think we've already used that one, to be honest with you, but I mean, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. So we're going to cover all that and more with a special guest in studio. You probably already heard. Um, also, rest in peace, Dennis. I'm Jordan Heckman. R.I.P. Thoughts and prayers. That's James Whitlock. Special guests, The Godfather. James is sneezing. Jeff Wilson. Wilson. Hey, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing, nothing qualifies me to be on this podcast other than that I was part of the start of it and also that I was out with James drinking whiskey all night in Long Beach. <laughs> all night. <laughs> apparently, he just... Uh, <laughs> Caught something and is uh, sneezing all over the place. That's Allergic good times. Uh, yeah, Dennis isn't here because he can't stop coughing, and now James has exited yeah. stage right, uh, stage left, I guess. Right? Is that I'm, how it works? You, you're the like one that has an IMDb page. Something Jeff. like uh, I'm. I'm filling the Wilson quota here, and That's happy fair. to do it. That's fair. Um, yeah. So exit stage left because he can't stop sneezing. So <laughs> is there lie. a little bit of pepper on we there? We were at a. Uh, whiskey tasting in Long Beach at the hangar, which is lovely, by the way, if you haven't been. And um, where is the hangar? It's uh, Long Beach. I got to ask my Uber driver. It (laughs) was a delight. And we have tasted quite a bit of whiskey feeling very good. Did you uh, did you meet our friends from uh, West Coast Whiskey? We missed club. We anywhere you go with James, you're gonna meet people that he knows. Mm-hmm. That's just part of the deal. Sure. Uh, so, to answer your question, I think that's part of the contract. Actually, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I I have I, no. I don't idea. know if if they're the ones that put on the whiskey taste. We actually had them on the show. Uh, one of the guys, actually, two of the guys are really big Kings fans. Someone that was there had something to do with the Kings. Uh. 
I have no idea. Oh, James is back. Hey, hey, there he is. Who are we talking about? Uh, West Coast Whiskey Collaborator. Are they the ones that put on the tasting? No. So Los Angeles Magazine was actually the host of the tasting. Um, tremendous event. It was like 15, 20 different brands there. All we of made, them delightful. We made a special connection with a lot of them. But one of them I think is most important to talk about was your L.A. Kings in arena host, Kayla, who's part of L.A. Magazine, was there. She was there. Oh, like from the Kings? Yeah. In host arena, Kayla? Yeah, in Arena. I've only had. That's not true. I had four beers while that's I was getting one. my hair cut earlier. So I'll post a picture. We took a picture together. We took a picture with the group. But <clears> did, she was did there. You, she's just a quick question. Yeah. Did you have her permission? Yes, of because, course. Because I know you, James. Shame on you. Shame How did on she you, smell? <laughs> Amazing. But I mean, shame James on you Biden all. Whitlock. Shame on you all. <laughs> She was a good life. Uh, hey, James, nice just let lady. you know that uh, hey, what, my middle name sneezing? is consent, by the way, is what <laughs> is consent, by the way. Oh, gotcha. Okay. In fact, our uh, whole mission was to make Mikey jealous because he wasn't there. So mm. shame on him. And Kayla really uh, appreciated my Mikey impression of the exuberance of life that he exudes. Hey, do you who do you think would out? like jolly each other if Mike Mikey and Jeff met I think Mikey could out exuberance and and what was your other word I said out jolly that's the first thing that out came jolly? to mind I think, I think yeah. okay that's actually a better word I think Mikey could out jolly St. Nick wow whoa wow yeah wow like Mikey has the energy of the sun and Kayla, Kayla actually posted a video yesterday, or no, I'm sorry, last week, of Mikey at, like, I think either a preseason game or game one, where he's, like, he's, like, hop, skipping, and jumping through the through the concourse. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't even know where this energy comes from. <laughs> really? Is oh, he yeah. a toddler? No. Crack, crack cocaine. Gross, he's a gross man, but he like literally has the energy of the sun. <laughs> he's a man, no, like he, Jeff, like, and I, I mean this with the utmost respect, and you know you're going to say something terrible when you start a sentence like with that. But when I first met him, I thought it was an act, right? right like it right. was that over the top. And over the top is not even the right way to explain it. It was just that intense. Yeah. And it's not. It's just like he's it, just that person. And it's fucking that's, amazing. Hey, that's where I enjoy living. Hundred yeah, percent. I, I love it. Yeah. His energy is what I strive to, and so I did my best impression. It's of very him impressive. Could. Kayla was like, "Yes, that's pretty fucking awesome." So we we touched base back and forth throughout the whole event. But she was there representing LA Magazine. They yeah. put on a tremendous event. It was wonderful. Oh yeah. my gosh, loved so it in Long Beach at the uh, hangar. The hangar. Yeah, mm-hmm. which covered that. Yeah, really good. Jordan, I don't know where you were, but uh, you I, did, I didn't get an invite. But you know, it's cool. Out. Um, you know, I was getting a haircut, so you know, they don't have Bacardi and diet there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you would have missed out. Yeah, no, I fucked up my hair. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> hey, James, 
You sound sober. You should sound sober reading an ad. Bro, I'm not I'm not at all sober. Hold on. Michelle, or, you or are have Michelle, you're number one. First off, you're first in. Um, awesome to meet up with you at the game and your man um who's like who's famous, famous in our world. Uh so that's awesome to meet a celebrity, your husband. Uh, and I have really bad hat hair right now. It's not going to do it justice. <laughs> Steve, how you doing? <laughs> James is going to go through all of them. Dude, I was, I had a I, explosive fucking diarrhea. Sinus event. Oh, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Hey, should we do our, um, our tradition now that whenever Jeffson, you're off the hook for reading the read. Oh, great idea. Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, we're putting you to work, Jeffrey. Damn. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with offer that is stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweeter sweetener offer every game day this October. It's a gambling thing. <laughs> Get in on the game day greatness. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On, on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensed partner of Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, LA. <laughs> 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Really, really good. I, I really thought Je- Jeff was going to run out of steam before. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he also has the energy of the sign. Uh, yeah. Jeff's also a little tipsy, and I don't know. I'm not going to lie. So I'm a lot tipsy. Los Angeles and that's from hanging out with my good friend James Whitlock. There was at least 15 distilleries there. At least. And we drank from all of them. So we are coming into this show hot. But hey, mm. uh, if you're listening to the show, let's let's not tune out just because uh, clearly these guys are drunk and and uh, whatever. I uh, what I bring to the podcast is I feel like if we were golfing, right? You guys are golfing from the men's tee. Mm-hmm. I'm golfing from uh, the women's tee. The kids I'm not tea. ashamed to say. I'm not ashamed to say it. Enough. So this is an opportunity, if you're listening, if you're a longtime fan of the King's Realm, which you should be, because it's a great show, by the way. Uh, this is an opportunity to bring your significant other in and be like, hey, listen to this, because this guy knows nothing about hockey. He's golfing from the women's tee, and he is going to... 
uh, ask questions that you're not sure <laughs> of what's going on. Like what is icing? Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like um, you really set, up for, set us up for a shitty show. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. To be fair. I'm sorry. To, to be, be fair. He's just setting expectations really low. So when we knock this out of the park, it's going to be great. Or if we just it. do, do mediocre, it. it's going to at least seem great. Let's All right. Michelle, let's get in Colorado. Hold on. Time out. Michelle, it oh, was amazing seeing you. I'm All so right, excited. Enough. We got a chance to connect while you were in town. That's awesome. Every time you come in town, you are more than welcome in our world, the King's Realm. So, so great to see you at the game. I'm sorry it took me so long to post the picture. I'm not the best. <laughs> At Instagram or any of the social medias, that's Jordan's forte. Mm. But um, <laughs> like the fact that we can connect with Hannah, we can connect with all the people uh, who make this show what it is. It's not us. It really is all of you guys. Um, thank you for being there and connecting with us. And, and that was just pretty awesome. Are we just going to get the like weekly crowd of the way now? So, Hannah, pizza is cold. <laughs> I actually made this from scratch from, like, dough and all this stuff. I made it because I knew we were going to this whiskey event, and it had to come in hot <laughs> from the whiskey, whiskey event to the podcast. So, I'm like, I needed something to, like, walk right into and be able to eat as we went on the podcast. So, I made a fresh pizza from scratch. Like, Jeff can attest. Well oh, and it is fresh. I, I do like how you you uh, hiccuped through that just to really sell it that you're drunk. <laughs> Dude, we are we are lit. This yeah, is I know. Jordan is clearly carrying this show. Jeff came in as a fucking as a lifeline to I'm, help I'm the show. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. All right, Colorado. We lost that one five to two. Uh, McKinnon got the party started for the Avs in the first period, followed by goals from both McCarr and Rantanen in the second period to get Colorado off to a 3 0 start. The Kings finally answered back with goals from Grundstrom and Byfield to get the team back within striking distance. On the back of a 14 to 6 shot advantage, I wrote shit advantage. I didn't, um, you know, do any sort of. second looking at this uh the Avs scored two more goals in the third to put the game away with a five to two score like i mentioned um yeah we lost uh it didn't look great um but the highlight of this entire game was the laferriere fight steve which mikey was that was that in arena mikey or is that mikey from the podcast james's adhd is even worse when he's drunk <laughs> I'm keeping up with the chat, dude. You don't. We don't need to have respond to every comment. I want to know. I want to know what you're thinking. Nobody else Tell gives a me shit. What's on your mind? I want to know. Thank you. We're from the same era. Jordan doesn't know shit about. Sorry, this. Jordan. Hey, who's nah. editing this podcast? By the way. Oh shit, Dennis. Sorry for them. Dennis is sick, but he's still editing. <laughs> it's it's gonna be funny when we send him files. Here you go. <laughs> Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about the Laferriere fight because it was amazing. I forget yes. somebody made a hit on somebody. Well, that wasn't exactly clean. Take I think it that was. Back. It wasn't amazing. Laferriere just got the fucking hip check slam dunk on him. He was getting his ass kicked. 
it was no 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 it was a fairly fair fight they both got punches in the guy probably had a leg up on him until the body slam but that's not the reason why why it was amazing he was kicking his ass cbs we'll go to the comments you can go scroll through all of them um don't get salty with me when i'm right (laughs) (laughs) wrong anyways that's not the reason why it was awesome the reason why it was awesome was because i forget someone made a questionable hit i think it was dubois or somebody like that on on somebody and uh, shortly after a scrum perspired and uh what's his name o'connor something like that goes out of his way to pull the rookie in his first game which, by the way, he took the $2,500 fine for not wearing his helmet in fucking warm-ups. Good, yeah, good, good on him. him. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. The, team, uh, and the team or the players should pay that, by the way. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, goes out of his way to pull the rookie, Leferriere, out of the scrum and get into a fight with him. Leferriere, Leferriere, I don't know. Anyways, fights admirably, admirably and then hip-checks his ass onto yes. the ground. And then the best part... They pan to his family. Yeah. In the crowd. And they were fucking losing their and mind. And they're going absolutely ape shit for him getting into a fight in his very first Good NHL hockey game. And it was amazing. And Pat McAfee, either the next day or the following day, I don't know if you watch or listen to Pat McAfee, but he um, has a segment called Why Hockey is Awesome or something along those lines. And they highlighted that fight. And uh, they were just talking about like how, like you know, he went to Harvard, and it's just funny that he's in a fight now. So, um, good times. That's quite, why it was awesome. Quite frankly, Not because it was an even fight. Quite frankly, these like first games for players are truly for the family, and it doesn't matter what the highlight is. But if they get that moment of joy from watching their their kid or their brother or their cousin. Um, have their moment in the game and the first moment is their skate so i don't know George, uh jeff sorry um <laughs> if you know right all right like when when the when a first game happens that player gets the ice to themselves so they get the first round of skate to themselves and then after they make this is for the wives round, at home listening it, no it's for it, everybody this is this is the women's team I'm, yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah. this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is what I want to know. And when he makes the first round, he gets his first shot on the goal. Then the rest of the team comes out, and that's yeah. a that is a tradition that is afforded to every new player. Um, that is really the family's moment, right? That and and it's kind of funny because Fantelli's family was talking about this. Like I don't know if you watched this video this week, that's out there on Instagram. Or I guess if you have TikToks, it's out there too. Um, fucking dumb. Um, but they sat him down before his first game to have it. You know, everybody talk to it. And his dad said something that was so important. He says, "When your skate touches the ice for the first time, here comes the crack." All right. <laughs> there it is. It is. There like, it is. This is the dad in me, right? When your skate touches the ice for the first time, nobody gets to take that away from you, right? And that's like all the work that you've put in. Jordan, you're going to be there, right? All the work that you put in as a family and you watch your kid do that, like 
it's nothing else. It's not the goals. It's not the points. It's not the anything else. It's the second your skate touches the ice, you accomplish your first goal in life, right? That's everything you've, your childhood has been based on. And to be able to do that, um, uh, it was so poignant when his dad said that in the video, because like it truly is, it's, it is the quintessential moment in a, in a person's career. Like you accomplish that you're a player. And not only did he want to be a player in the NHL, he wanted to do it at 18. And when he touched the ice, that was the first time at 18 that he was able to do it. Um, Like that's to me as a dad, I'm like, I'm taking the notes, right? Like that's, that's what I want to see. I want, I want my son to see, like, I don't care how many goals you score, how many hits you make, how many, whatever you do, you accomplish your goal when you touch your skate on that ice. Or when Wesley dips his toe in the pool. Or, or yeah, when he's, when he's in the fucking Olympics and I'm like watching him start or, or be on the team. Right. Like that's, yeah. As a parent, like you want no, and his mom is like, you always think that like kids uh, look up to their parents, but she's like, I look up to you. Like you're my role model because of what you put into this. And, and you think about this, like all of the kids that start every year, they earn this, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and I hope everybody understands that like no matter what team they play for, like that's an important moment in every kid's life. So yeah, and like obviously this is important in, in every single sport there is, whether it be hockey, football, water polo, tennis, doesn't matter. It's very cool. But there, but there Dennis, is just something special. Wait? Yeah, that was pretty funny. This <laughs> is a slimmer Wilson. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, but there's just something like different about the tradition. And the I don't know if pop and circumstance is the right words words for it, but for hockey, like you said, like coming out like on the ice by yourself, making those laps around and shooting the puck by yourself before everybody comes in. Uh, we've done it sooner. Our James has done it sooner. Um, but anyways, I, it's just there's just something different about hockey, and James is rightfully so being emotional because it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Ashley took me off for, off uh, air just for a second so I could cry and blow my nose. <laughs> Hannah said, holy shit, 20 minutes in, that must be a record. <laughs> Is that for me crying? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, speaking of drunk fucks, uh, Mikey's here. hey All right, moving on to the next game because I want to hear about the bachelor party on Saturday. Whether oh, we can my talk God. About during and after this game where we can talk about it afterwards. Um, but Carolina... Uh, the slow start Kings are at it again, allowing three Canes goals in the first period before Dowdy scores his first goal of the season. Carolina extends their lead to three again with a goal from checks notes, Brandon Lemieux, uh, before a few more goals are swapped uh, to end the, to end the second period, five to three Canes. The Kings, however, claw back to tie the game with goals from Gavrikov and Kopitar, his second of the game, uh, before sending the game to overtime and then the shootout where the Kings eventually fall to Carolina in nine rounds, but earn an unexpected point. Hey, a point is a point. It actually going nine rounds against Carolina, actually coming back to take it to overtime. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. Mikey was pointing out at the, uh, in the suite for his bachelor party. Um, 
he was pointing out that the Kings have not beat Carolina in five years. That's crazy. Not that they play all the time, but still, that's fucking crazy. That's crazy, right? And, and to come back from a three-goal deficit three separate times. Right. And then and then to take it to overtime. And then I'll tell you what, a, a special moment, and I want to point this out, that a lot of Mikey's friends that were there are all from the Valley, right? And Trevor Moore, and I think this is like maybe the sixth round of the fifth, sixth round, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. of the shootout. Is called up and he fucking scores and I'm sitting with Mikey and I'm like, this is how it was meant to be. I was honestly surprised how long it took them them to throw him out there because he was looking good. He scored a goal in this game. I thought he was going to be one of the first three guys. I don't know. Not the first three. Are you fucking kidding? Why not? Because there's better shooters than Trevor Moore. Yeah, but you put in the hot hand. Okay, but there's better shooters than Trevor Moore. On the team, hands down, it's not even debatable. But, yes, he was a hot hand. He got in. And, of course, he made right by what you're saying. He's a hot hand. He fucking had the shot. And I'll tell you what, live, the next shot against Copley went through the five hole and back out the five hole so fast, we thought he stopped it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, it came out the 5 hole so fast, it looked like it came off his pads. That's fucking hilarious. So, like, not only did the shot go between his legs, but it came back it out. It bounced off mm. the bottom bar that quick. Yeah, and then he before he closed his legs to oh. stop it to where it came out, we're like, that's the game. And they're like, next round. I think it was like seventh round of the shootout is blah, blah, blah. And we're like, wait, what? What the fuck just happened? And I thought it was a picturesque moment for Mikey because, like, everybody's from the valley. You've got Trevor, Trevor Moore from Thousand Oaks, Thousand Oaks hero to save the game. And then that's his shot that wins it. And then when it gets called back or it gets called as a stop, I didn't know what to do myself. I thought that was it. Hey, breaking news. Hannah wants to bone Trevor Moore. Nothing wrong with that. I, you know, I don't disagree with that. I think at least one out of three on this podcast would agree. (laughs) You pick him. You pick him. You pick him. Michelle agrees, too. We're all Thousand Oak natives in that suite. So, yeah, it was it was kind of exciting. Everybody was like Thousand Oaks. They like they were all excited for that. Um, I'm not I'm not hating on Stopley for his performance. Um, you probably should once I bring up the um, in, stats later in the shootout. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, he 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 took it to nine rounds. Like he did everything. Nine he, rounds he is fuck. I that's insane. I would love Jaden to pull up the number of games that actually went to nine rounds of a shootout. I don't think it happened very often in the last three years. I really did think, though, that after those two goals in the third period, I thought the Kings were going to win this pitch in fucking overtime. So I really did. The first two games, hands down, could have been better goalie uh, presence in both games. Stopley and Talbot, hands down. Right? There's some bullshit goals that happened on both people. And I felt like between... The first and second games, we were going to be able to evaluate the the goalies on their performance. 
And it still leaves me with a lot more questions that I had before they played those two games. I don't know well, what to do with that. It's it's two games. Like the, it's then after the next game, it's three games. Like you know, it's what we have to, though. It's what we have as fans. Not to bury the lead, but um, Talbot fucking played excellent in the third game. So um, that's still not enough of a sample size. So agreed. Yeah. Also, uh, Hannah, with some life advice, uh, you, you don't bone your besties. So that that is some excellent life advice. Who's the bestie? Uh, Trevor Moore and Hannah are besties. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. You don't bone your besties. That's that's great life advice. I appreciate if it. If Trevor Moore likes whiskey, tell him to come by. <laughs> All right. I don't want to peg the good one. After scoreless first period, Pierre-Luc Dubois gets it. Get that thing ready. Gets his first goal as Los Angeles King. There we go. Uh, Moore extends the Kings' lead to O before the second period wraps up. Returning from his suspension, Kaliev gets his first goal of the season. Six at the Kings' lead before Moore gets one more. And Deneau pile on a couple more Winnipeg uh, before Winnipeg manages a goal before time expires to rob Talbot of his first shutout of the season. 26 days made, by the way. Um, former King update. Villardi gets hurt after being tripped by Lazat. Ayafalo has one shot on goal, and Kapari had three shots on goal. Nope. No, no. Three shots on goal, two hits, and it was I a follow. negative one on the night. Any Ayafalo mention gets up. Noted. I will not ever bring him up ever again. Now oh, he should not be named, only had one shot on goal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, every time I say his name, it should just remind you of the hundred dollars is burning a hole in my wallet right now. I still love his name more than the hundred dollars. So, okay, fair enough. Um, I will make this very clear as the official stance of Jordan Heckman from the Kings Rome Pod, um, and I'm, I'm assuming James and uh, Dead Dennis will agree with me. Um, Velarde getting hurt in this game has no bearing on what the outcome of that trade was. The people that are happy for Velarde being hurt. Um, after the trade was made, it's fucking ridiculous, and uh, you can, you know, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I was gonna say die in a fire, but that seems a little, you know, too much. So, anyways, uh, Flardy, get better soon. Um, yeah, but it has no in, no bearing on how this trade went. Also, although it is a little funny that Dubois. Did uh, you know, score his first goal before he got hurt? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't think uh, Mikey Lazat definitely reached out to him like ASAP as, as soon as he could. There was no militia like foul intent with that. Um, yes, I'm sure he you know knows what he said about the fan culture in Los Angeles, but I don't think Lazat gives a shit so. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Never cheer for injuries. I will say, while the LA Kings were playing the Winnipeg Jets, we were at a whiskey event with the West Coast Whiskey Club. Wow. Two two, two events in one week, huh? Oh, dude. Back to back. I got another one in San Francisco next week. So it's a lot of whiskey this month. Mm-hmm. Um, West Coast Whiskey Club. 
uh, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, they were hosting. Uh, they were hosting an event last night at uh, Brew Kitchen Nail House. I want to shoot uh, shoot a shout out to them, Brew Kitchen Nail House in Los Alamitos. Amazing restaurant. Fan, Kings fans first, family owned restaurant. Friends of the family, friends of the podcast. Um, it was a tremendous event. Um, we had the Kings game up. We were rooting the Kings on. We, I think we got a bunch of Kings fans. There was like 50 people in attendance, and we recruited a few Kings fans from that event. So it was well worth it. But we were we were cheering the Kings on, and the goals were coming in so fast that while they were announcing the raffle, we kept announcing all the Kings goals because they kept coming one after another. It was so, like, so incredible from the first two games that we saw. Yeah, it was really hard to to understand. Like we weren't paying enough attention to the game because of the event and the whiskeys that were being poured and everything. You were kind of lost in the event, but for what was happening, it was tremendous. Like how the Kings were performing. So I feel like I need to go back and watch the game again just to really understand how the how the team performed and why just it was the, so different. Like, the like four minute. Four or five minute highlight reel on uh, NHL.com is is a good time to watch. Yeah, especially it's good. after those I don't first think two it's games. Enough though, because I don't think you no. really get to see how the how the Kings persevered and how yeah, they controlled I was only, the game. I was only able to watch the first two periods, but you you were able to like from that. I, w- I was able to see like a stalemate to start, and then the you know the teeter totter start to go in the Kings' favor, which was it was it was, it was nice to see after two very tough games to start. I mean. Arguably one of the best teams in the West, or the best team in the West, and arguably the best team in the East uh, to start off the season is pretty fucking rough. And then have to go to fucking bumfuck bumfuck Canada to go win a game is impressive. I think that shows a lot of resolve early on in the season. Heroes in a half shell, Turner Bauer. So, anyways, oh shit, uh, god damn it. Michael Timoney from the grave. There you go. If you want to see a good show, go to the Comedy Chateau on 1027 at 7.30 p.m. Promo code Timoney on their website for free tickets. T-I-M-O-N-E-Y. By the way, I saw two all of caps. the Timonies. All caps. I, I saw t- all cap. I think that's what the kids say. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I saw two of the Timonies, no Brandon but... and Papa Mike, at the whiskey event. Also, amazing Kings fans representing in Long Beach. Um, good to see them. But hey, did we send Timony a bill for the last one? The last shout out? No, not or yet. Is, or, or is it the first one's free and then we'll after that? running. Okay. He, yeah, he's he's got a tab here in the Kings realm. All right, James. Uh, it's been a fucking minute. Um, so you might be a little rusty. Well, we're going to need you to get us there. Oh, my God. You're drunk. Your mouth's full. Well, let me let me take a sip of this busy hard seltzer. Look how you follow up a whiskey tasting with the hard seltzer. It's the only thing that can bring the alcohol level down, but still drink alcohol. <laughs> alcohol. I, I have Lagavulin Distillers Edition right here that I'm supposed to drink. Uh, Michelle and I are, are wondering the same thing. Is Jeff okay? He disappeared. I don't know. I feel like I should check on him, but like, at did time. he get hot sauce in his ear? No, not yet. 
but the night is young. Jeff is like our angel. Like he doesn't do anything. We got him to curse before the podcast, which is like super rare. I, but no one's going to believe it though. Cause it wasn't, live. it wasn't recorded. We did it before yeah. we hit record, mm-hmm. but good mm-hmm. on him. Like he timed it right. All right, here we go. <clears throat> me, 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 me. General Notables brought to you by Mrs. Zach. The energy was there. I don't know if I love the execution. Mikey Alexander. Hold on. Mikey Alexander. Mikey DeLorean. I saw Steve at a pregame. I saw Kayla at an event. And you weren't there. We missed you both. We both missed you. How about that? All right. As mentioned, Velarde is hurt. Uh, Hannah um, already mentioned it's four to six weeks with an MCL sprain. Get better soon. Uh, we will we'll reiterate. We'll reiterate. Reiterate um, that don't cheer for injuries, dickheads. All right. Moving on. A week into the season, the Kings power play sits at 15th in the league at 17.7%, and their PK sits at 9th in the league at 90.9%. Full disclosure, these numbers don't mean dick this early in the season, but something to start off with. So if you want to get uh, nitpicky about it, Powerplay has taken a step back from last season. PK has taken a big step forward. Again, they don't mean dick. But um, last one I have here is the one uh, goalie 1A, 1B experiment. And uh, so we're just to do, do a little quick check on that. Um, in the two games that Cam Talbot started, um, he has a 0.921 save percentage, 2.51 goals against average. And Phoenix Copley, the savior last year in the one game that he's played. <clears throat> is this? I think this is a Boeing plane. Uh, 7.37 save percentage with a 4.66 goals against average. Um, again, way too early to tell. We we already kind of talked about this, um, but Cam looks like the better start right now. Yeah, and that's literally like two games to one, right? Yeah, and I think they also... had they had equal games one and one, so Cam just had a better second game than sure than Copley or Stopley has been able to have. Well, not so stoply at the moment. Right. Once again, sample size. No, of course. Of course. But like you said, listen, these are the numbers that we're working with right now. Fair enough. I feel like it's skewed, though. You have to agree with that. To answer your question, Hannah, yes, you start Talbot against Minnesota. Maybe that could be like a secondary uh, the week ahead. Um I don't agree. Prediction. Why? Because you still have two games to one. You still don't have a good sample size. But if you're a team that has a former Kings goalie on your roster, guess who you start when you play the Kings? How does that make a difference? You have two equal goalies. How do you say you start one over the other? Well, they're not equal according to those numbers I just presented. They're equal. They Two games to one. They both have shitty games. You throw those away. Cam has one game. Stopley has zero. But Stopley 
didn't used to play in Minnesota, and Cam Talbot did. Okay. What is that worth? Like I said, every time if you have a Kings ex-goalie on your roster, you start him against the Kings. Yeah. Can you agree on that? It might happen. It might happen. I don't know that I'm excited about that, but okay. Sure. Why not? It's 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 the same reason by why Dubois didn't get his first goal until he played his former team. Like you, you knew something big was going to happen. Did you and know did. something big was going to happen? It does. Fucking the guy hasn't been playing the hockey we pay him for for fucking two games, and you just knew it was going to happen against Winnipeg. Hey, he had an assist already. Yeah, he absolutely. didn't fucking play the game he should have played against Winnipeg. He just happened to get a goal. Uh, James is one of those guys. No, he's getting paid. He's getting paid double what I follow was getting, and I will. I follow would have done more. I'm just saying. You can't prove me wrong because they're not on the same team. So because it's a hypothetical, exactly. So I win. Okay, either way. I don't think that's how it works. That's how it works. Hundred percent. It's a hypothetical. So because I want to be right, I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I live, dude. That's that's my zone. Okay. Hayden wants to know if you would rather have gotten a better goalie than getting Pierre Luc Dubois. Yes, hundred percent. A hundred. I talked about that numerous times. One hundred percent. I would have preferred to get a better mm. goalie. Mm. Mm. I you, think that this just proves that you disagree. No, because I I think that this just proves that Blake is not in doesn't have a win now mentality. He has a win next year mentality. The cap goes up. We're we're going to be able to afford a better goalie. You still need to season some of these kids like Byfield and Kaliev and Laferriere now. Um, Laferriere, Laferriere. I'm going to fuck it up all season. He, they should send his ass back down. Um, <laughs> just on my accord. He's doing um, good. He's doing good. Yeah, doing I good. mean. Listen, if the Kings are in a position to win the division um, come trade deadline, you bet your sweet ass sweet ass, that Blake is going to be trading for another goalie. No doubt about it. He still has options. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I think that's, that's the play. Lafayette Rocher. Okay, fair enough. I I don't disagree with that. And Hannah brings up a great point, and it's not just Colorado, Hannah, but I think Blake saw has seen that you can win with mediocre goaltending, so he took offense at having the best center depth in the entire league, bar none. Um, it's not only Colorado; it's it's Vegas too. Like Aiden Hill could barely crack the lineup for the Sharks, and then he came in and won a Stanley Cup for the f- fucking Vegas. So. Th- you're telling me he deserves a $4 million that he got this offseason? Absolutely not. Right. I agree. So, I don't know. I, I think this playing it the way that Blake did, it leaves him open for options in the future. And that as a GM, you need to think about your options for the future, not just the year ahead. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate that. But at the same time, like, you also have – the team that you have now, right? If you're not making the most of that team, that's a problem as well. But like I said, we, we have options. Come trade deadline, if if 
we're in need of a goalie. Blake will go get a goalie. He's willing to spend assets to go do that. Right. We saw but, it last year. But honestly, get a goalie, right? Get a goalie that's going to take you through. And we talked about this. Like, if what you have in the $2.5 million core that you have right now for goalies is going to get you at least to a point to the trade deadline where people want to sell and they're willing to give up goalie, the right goalie that you need, right, that's going to that's gonna complement the team, then do that. But if it's not going to complement the team, then you better have a, a plan B to take the team through as far as they can go. I don't necessarily, given the three games that we have, think that we have the team that we need to get all the way through. That's a problem. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out um, really past cap payrolls. God damn it. I'm trying to figure out how much Vegas was spending on goalies last year. So well, they have like on. five, so. Right, but on the, the two goalies that they ended up with at, I guess Quick was still making a decent amount because technically he was still getting paid five point whatever million a year. Right, so right. that's out the door. Uh, I was going to go Kafferlin and find it, but you have to pay to find out that information. So, <laughs> Mike Alexander said, Hey, Kings Run Pod, can you e- either you pay my cell phone bill? All these Michael Timoney comedy tech club texts are chewing up my minutes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Agreed. Hey, listen, I think we all back a local like entrepreneur that's looking to start his career. We 100% back all entrepreneurs in the Los Angeles area that want to start the career and have a King's background. So, yes, I will. Mikey, hit me up. I'll pay whatever um, to support Michael Timoney. Go out and see his shows. I've been out there. It's fun. It's a fun time. You have a good night. I promise you. If I was in town, I'm going to be at the whiskey event in Sandy and San Francisco next and, and on the 27th. But if you're in town, the comedy chateau is where you should spend your time. It'd be a great time. I, I like how James took that really seriously. And then Mikey Alexander is like, all this messaging is taking up my minutes. All right. <laughs> Would James have gotten a better goalie than PLD? Well, number one, that keeps I have follow here. So, yes. <laughs> you already answered this goalie. question. Yes. You What's already that? answered this question when I asked it. Oh, well, I'm answering it again. Okay. I, I'm the only one that can control these things. I don't know what happened to Jeff. I think he's throwing up somewhere. He's not used to all this whiskey, so. That's exciting. My guess is he got caught in conversation with Jess. Or or he's playing with Dewey. Or Dewey, yeah. Or, or he got hot sauce in his ear. Fair enough. Yeah, because it happened. Michelle says all of the above. I think that's fair. Uh, what else we got? We can win. Okay, Steve says we can win with this roster and an average goalie. If not, we'll trade at the deadline. That's what I'm saying is I want to see an average goalie, though. I want to see two average goalies. We can't win with one. We need two. They need to be equally sub three goals per game goalies. That's not average, though. In today's NHL, that's not average. That's that is average. average. Sub three should be average. 
And that's not average. Do the math. Do the research. Let me know. I'm saying Two. sub three. And and two point nine nine equals. Hey sub James, three. can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's it like speaking out both sides of your mouth? Why? What what did I say that was opposite of what I just said? Because you were saying earlier that it's only one game for uh, Copley and we don't know what he's capable of. We don't know. That's okay. not what I'm saying. I don't feel because he was average last season in a f- large sample size. Okay, Bennington won a fucking Stanley Cup and was shit the next season. So, well, he's a fucking asshole. So, okay, but that. so season to season, right? They can change. Also, comparing Copley's savior run to Bennington's Stanley Cup run, I don't think is very fair. It's very, it's exactly fair. It's 100% same thing. It's two goalies season to season. What was I looking up? Oh, yeah, all teams. All teams. Okay, Hannah, I love this. We should do a Timony show field trip, show up in force. I fucking love that. That's great. Let's do it. Not net, not the 27th, because I won't be in town. But the next show he does, let's do that. Poor Jeff. I yeah, I'm a little concerned. Although I'm a little excited if he, he is caught up in whatever's happening inside, but <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so your average goalie right now out of 50 goalies that have gotten a start in this very young season. Um, your number 25 goalie is uh, Los Angeles Kings legend Jack Campbell at a 917 and Lucas Dostal, Dostal from Anaheim at 914. Mm-hmm. And you were saying above average is 9-2. No, I was saying oh. under three goals a game. Okay, so let's go goals a game. Oop, that's the wrong way. All right, so out of the 50 goalies, number 25 is John Gibson at 3.01. Right at three goals a game. Mm-hmm. So under that should be under three goals game. Three oh three oh yeah. Anyways, all right. Right at what I said. So what I'm saying is, if we can hold teams to under three goals a game, we should win games with the team that we have. But they both had shitty first outings, and that hey, give someone that opportunity to get back in the groove and figure out their shit. Both of them let in bullshit goals. I think we can agree that. Yeah, no, for sure. They both, like, I watched Talbot fucking And that's what, but I would argue that that's what average goalies do. No. I see fucking junior goalies with their glove up on an off fucking off angle shot, right? Their glove is at least up and fucking Talbot let one go without even putting his fucking glove up on an off angle shot like on I think the third goal of the first game like that's a bullshit goal the the goals two and three for the first game were bullshit goals and I don't fucking I don't agree with that dude like if you're a professional goalie get your fucking glove up dude they teach you that shit in peewees so no I don't accept that 
Like you, you have to play better. But what I will allow you is the fucking ramp up time to get there. Right. I'm not going to allow you to say like, that's a fucking reasonable miss. That's a shitty miss. You should have fucking got that. But I'm going to give you as a fan, the ramp up time to get back into your fucking form in the season. And I'm going to give you two, three games for that. Each goalie on the team. I think that's a fair, reasonable thing. But I'm not going to fucking excuse bullshit goals that you let in that you should have fucking stopped as a professional. There's a difference. And I think that's a fair distinction to make. Well, even with a bad start, Talbot's a 2.51 goals against average. So that's above average. Good. We need it. We need sub three goals. We need sub 2.5 goals. Goalies. We need two of them. If we can that's get that. That's asking for a lot. I don't think two it is. Sub- if we can get that, we got a fucking long run to go. And then if we can make it to the trade deadline and teams are selling and we can get a decent goalie off of that, let's make the fucking trade. Just make the trade. Just make the trade. All right, moving on. Are we or are we gonna find out if Jeff's still alive? Should I do that? You talk. Yeah, uh actually Anna brings up a good point. Did anybody watch Behind the Glass? Um, because I will um fully sit here and admit that I did not. Um and uh I'm ashamed for it. And I plan on doing it, I just haven't had the time. So I'd love to throw it out to you guys and see what you guys thought. James left at the most awkward time. I hope Jeff's not dead. It is on YouTube, yes. Uh, I was even graciously sent the links by Dennis before he died. Um, How long are the episodes? See, Michelle hasn't seen it either. She's like the biggest Kings fan in Colorado. Behind Derek Armstrong. Oh, oh shit. 30 to 40 minutes total. Okay, okay. Uh, Remind me to never do uh, an episode by myself. Um, because this is not going well. (laughs) And knowing James, he's going to be talking to Jeff for a long time. So we're going to have a lot of awkward silence. It's going to be like my first date when I was in high school. Thanks, Mikey. Claps for me. Go me. I'm going to start drinking heavily now. Uh, Mikey Alexander wants to talk about the Phillies. I would like to talk about um, the video, actually, that uh, was sent. Hey, James is back uh, by the other Mikey, and I had seen it uh, shortly, actually, and uh, before about the two players from the Eagles that went to the Phillies game the other night, and it was fucking awesome. They were sitting, like, right behind home plate and uh, clearly had no idea what the fuck baseball was, um, and they were all into it. It was pretty fucking amazing. 
It was DeAndre Swift and somebody else, which I've always liked DeAndre Swift. Not a Philly fan, though, because I'm a Cowboys fan. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. Hey, did you find Jeff? Yeah, he's good. He's good. Was he slumped over a toilet when you found him? Yes. I mean, maybe. Yes, no, maybe so. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, why not? Okay. I like how that toilet is right next to Wesley's room now. Uh, And Wesley's in, like, his brother's room because we've had guests in the house. So, Mm, like, the whole plan was that there's an empty bed just here, just in case. So he is doing good. He's, He's alive and well. I will verify that. But I told him, take care of yourself first and we'll... We'll oh yeah, Jeff has zero you. obligation to come back on the podcast. Yeah, we will not. see you when we see you. You're good. Yeah, yeah. If he's throwing up all that delicious whiskey that he already drank, I completely understand. I mean, no, I don't understand. I fucking shame on you, but still. Well, I just assumed he was saving it for later. No? Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, James, what did you think about Behind the Glass? Behind the Glass? Is that what it's called? that I hate you so much <laughs> hey is Mikey Alexander still here yes behind the glass was the segment that they did about the Kings uh, in Australia Mikey we missed you you gotta catch up here wow you're just throwing up photos I, I said I would, so. Okay, fair enough. Turn your amazing. Better than I can do. Whoa, whoa, I, whoa. I, I, I kind of doubt that. I completely disagree. <laughs> Mikey, you have an energy, and, and Kayla and I talked about this tonight. You have an energy that I don't know that anyone that we know can match. Kayla posted, I think, the best video of it where you're skipping down the concourse and she can't even keep up with you because your energy that you have, you bring, yes, Jeff is a life. Uh, you bring an energy that um, most of us can't comprehend, but all of us appreciate. Like, God bless you, dude. You are truly a gem in our world. Is James going to cry again? No, I just, I love the guy, so. At least one gun. <laughs> yeah, it's got a de- decent picture of, of, of James there. But, I mean, truly, Kayla makes the whole picture work well. So good for her. I she was with James is- LA Magazine. She was representing the event, the whiskey event that was in, in Long Beach, the hangar. It was, it was a tremendous event. It really was well put together. Um, a ton of it- distilleries there. It must have been good because it got her out of her bubble. Who's that? Kayla. Kayla does a ton of events. I know. I'm just, it was a joke because she doesn't come out of her bubble. Mikey gets it. Mikey, you're trying to get me to cry. Thanks, buddy. Um, I feed off the fans. Their energy feeds me. Cry again. Buddy, you have the energy that feeds the fans. Like, Like, don't get it twisted. 
Oh my God. Not having fans in the arena during the pandemic. Um, that is, you know what? That there's nothing that hits more than that. Like seeing seeing the cardboard cutouts, and I love that the teams that did that and and raised money to continue to support the 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 charities that they supported, um, and giving fans a really a special moment in time memento. Um, that was tremendous. I don't know what team started it. I love the teams that bought into it. Um, to put people's faces that mattered in the stands. That was great. It wasn't expensive. So, like, if you did it, I'm really glad you got to do it because you got a memento that is timeless. Like, you'll never get that again. It's a great movie. But, um, but yeah, like, um, seeing fans back in the arena again is tremendous. So, Hey, can someone uh, bring up Jonathan Quick so James can focus on one thing? Thank you. All right, the week ahead! Was that too much of a low blow? Thursday at Minnesota. Starting Cam Talbot. Uh, Minnesota second in the central. Two at two. Actually, I need to actually check this real quick because I did this earlier. Um, so let me double check it. But as of time of note taking, they were 2 1 0, 1 0 0 at home uh, with a plus two goal differential. Um, James, what you got? Mm, 2-1-0. That's haven't a win. Lost on the, haven't lost on the road yet. That's a win. Okay, cool. So this is correct. Yay me. We're going to be there. Who's we? Right? We? No, we're Saturday. Oh, okay. That's before Saturday. Yeah, this is tomorrow as of time of recording. Okay, I'll still take a win. 16 minutes round will be today. Uh, Dennis was a win, if I remember correctly. If you could pull that up, James. I will. Um, Saturday versus Boston. Uh, let me just double check this here. Yeah, still correct. 2-0-0. Um, they haven't played on the road yet, so who knows how vulnerable they actually are. Uh, they're first in the Atlantic and uh, with a plus three goal differential. Um, Kings Rome is going to be in the house. Um, in the house box, press press house, press box house, house press. Dennis had a win on the first game. Dennis okay. is going to call the loss on Saturday. Okay. Was he aware that Kings Rome was in the house? Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. So, yeah, so that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to – my decibels are going to raise here shortly. Um, <laughs> Tuesday versus Arizona. Oh, um, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Say no more. There's Say no stats no. that matter. No, it does kind of matter because um, – and I'll see if you can put it together. They are seventh in, in the Central at 1-2-0. They are 1-2-0 on the road with a negative one goal differential. They haven't played at home yet, nor will they. Um, well, they won't pay, play at home all season, so. It's like a foster home. No. A foster home is still a home. No, it's not. It's really not. Are you? Do you know any foster kids? I do. Yeah, they're not happy at the foster home. I don't know. The the, the foster kids that I've met were happy at the foster home. No, that's. Hey, everybody talks shit about the fucking Arizona Arizona establishment. So that's 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 not a home. Until they get a reasonable home, I don't call it a home game. Okay. 
that's a that's a win for the Kings. Like a like a res, a reasonable home in Quebec, or Houston, or as they're talking now, Atlanta again. Because let's fucking yeah, fail the Thrashers. There. Yeah, How let's fail that? there a third time. The Thrashers like we're doing it again. No, you guys yeah. fucking don't like hockey in Georgia. We have proven it twice. Uh, before we move on. Um, well, it was fun for us. Not fun for anybody that calls it home. We need to address the fact that you and I both called 3 All right. Just wanted to get that there. Hey, uh, do you think a second team in Vegas would be more successful than a single team in Atlanta? Ooh. That's honestly a good question. I've never been I've never thought about them before. I, I'm only bringing that up because they just won the Stanley Cup and like hockey fever is at an all-time high. Although it's been pretty high since you know the Knights got there, okay. um, obviously if the people have been talking about a second team in Toronto, so there are there are several um, cities that have multiple teams in the same city. Okay. For, for certain I don't sports. think a second team in Vegas is successful because what city or cities outside of Toronto would they be successful in? I mean, I guess New York has two, but one's so you Long have Island. to have a diverse city, right? Makeup to be able to do it. Well, isn't that kind um, of the problem with hockey? Is it's not all that diverse? Well, I'm talking about like a large enough city that has neighborhoods. Like you talk about Chicago, right? You have the White I, Sox. I'm not talking just states, Mikey. I'm talking about cities, and New York has two hockey teams, sort of. The city yeah. of New York has two hockey teams, but outside of that. Yeah. It's got to be. Just the like Islanders, Los Angeles has two honestly, football teams. you watch the 30 for 30. The Islanders are kind of like their own entity. Right? They they exist because the, the fans of Long Island are solely committed to that team. More than they are to the, to the game of hockey. Right, they're so proud of their of their community, and going and dry brings up the Devils too. They're essentially right there. Yeah, New Jersey, but okay, and probably one of the shittiest places to go to a game, but whatever. Um, but once again, those communities are all tied to each other, and and when you think about like the East Coast versus the West Coast, like all the states are smaller. They're more like European countries than they are states. So, like, every community is its own community. Where in California, your Anaheim community is not different than the L.A. community per se, right? What thousand percent is. they? What about your Inland Empire? No, it's bullshit. Like, it's, it's California communities versus real communities. You fucking hey, go to go to go to fucking uh, Long Island and be like, hey, you guys are just like Jersey. They'll fucking stab you. 
You go to people, fucking Anaheim and be in, like, well, you guys are kind of like LA fans. They'll be like, no, bro, that's not cool, dude. That's not cool. It's I mean, to be dude. fair, people in the Inland Empire might just stab you just to stab you. Well, in the Inland Empire, yeah. Mostly just to take the copper that you have on your body to sell it for meth. <laughs> right. <laughs> but my point being is that those communities are really driven to like the the Orange County community isn't fucking tight. Not like they're not proud to be from Brooklyn, right? The people that are from Brooklyn will fucking cut you or people from Boston will fucking cut you if you if you misinterpret who where they're from. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with like legacy of the people that have been there. Like people from those places likely had have had family there for you know generations generations where people moved to Orange County because fucking easy living. I don't know. Why did they move to Orange County? Because they have money and it's easy living. Okay. So, anyways. Back to the question. What current city would support a second team? I don't know. I don't than know. Atlanta would. I don't know that any city could support a second NHL team. Toronto could. Okay. Well, there's subsections of Toronto that ha- that are pushing for teams. Uh, I forget who it was. Um, uh, Alex Faust was telling me about it. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. If I can type. I feel like Florida needs another team just for shits and giggles. There was another city around Toronto that was pushing for its own team. I'm looking right now. The other ones, I I think Hannah brought them up, are are like Oregon, like Portland. um, No. Or Salt Lake City. No. I don't think either of those. Okay, so Quebec. Quebec City... So 100, Steve has hit it on the nose. Quebec City does not have the business backing for the NHL needs. So they don't have the corporate sponsorships that they need to keep a team running. I agree with that 100%. I think that is a very well-known fact. That's probably why Quebec City will never get a team. It's the same reason why Hartford will never get a team again. Even though they do have some of the best jerseys in the league. No, there is there. So going and dry in in the like eastern uh, west uh, the eastern Canadian community, there is another city in Toronto that has a very large backing. A city within a city is it like the Vatican? No, no, I yeah. I don't know enough about the area, but it's it's Hamilton. It's not. Yes, um, it is. But there is an area that that I was talking to Alex about it in depth, and this was granted a year ago. But um, he was like, "There's there is a subsection of fans that want us want a team here, but I don't think the economy can support it." So in this economy, again, once again, Toronto not necessarily the city that can do it. Was it Mississauga? It's 1,000% Hamilton, by the way. Maybe. 
Although I feel like I read somewhere. I'm like, uh, I'll call it Alex Sorry. tomorrow and find out. Okay. I'll let you know. Six minutes. You're calling him. Too late. I do feel like uh, I think he's in New York too right now. So three in the morning. Right. Um, I feel like some of the Hamilton fans are also probably Buffalo fans because it's just as close. Almost. It's south, whatever it is. South of Toronto? Yeah, we drove through it to go to the... Um, yeah, it's... Niagara ooh, Falls? Niagara Falls, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Hamilton. Okay. Hamilton! All right. Uh, for the record, what did uh, Dennis call? Something cough, something cough, something. Dennis called win, cough, loss, cough, win. Yes. Enjoy your COVID, Dennis. All right. We got anything else? Want to do voicemails? Oh, shit. We have voicemails, huh? We're just back in the groove of just a regular show. I forgot about voicemails. Here we go. Reaching for something to extend the show. I should plug it in. Gonna pause that, Russessa. We're gonna give you your your. I did see a transcript talking about how drunk somebody was. Go! It's the King's Realm podcast. What is up, everybody? Uh, this is Russessa, and it's time for your beer league update. Uh, we took an L tonight in the lower bracket playoff final. I think they split our division to like two brackets, the lower and the upper. Um, we won the semifinal game in the lower bracket and then just lost, uh, what was the final score? 6-4. I think they got a couple empty netters or one empty netter. Anyway, 6-4, 7-4. No goals for Russessa tonight, but had a couple of very nice dishes uh, to my teammates, including my boy Mark. Let's go. Um, anyway, good game. Uh, take an L, but uh, good effort from the boys. But the Kings got a big win tonight. It is Tuesday night. What is it? 9:45. Kings got a big 5-1 win against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I assume you guys were watching. Mm-hmm. You guys probably record tomorrow on Wednesday night. But uh, Pierre Pierre Luc Dubois had a nice little walk in front. Just an assertive play. That power play was looking really was really vanilla. I guess I would say. The puck was, like, kind of moving around, but nobody was really doing much. And PL just made an absolute bull in a china shop play to go to the front of the net. Kopitar got one on net. He picks up the rebound, gets the first goal of the game, and the Kings just start trucking him from there. I think Morsey scored one right after. Uh, or should I say Trevor Morse? There we and go. And then the Artie party started for the third goal. Trevor. They got two more when they got one while I was at hockey, and I think the final was 5-1. So that is a big win for the boys. Uh, I think that puts it 1-1-1 one, one, and one on the season. Uh, Cam Talbot looked much better tonight, too. Um, Winnipeg, I think, is I, – I don't think they're as nearly as good of a team now without, um, obviously, Dubois and Shifley. Uh, Gabriel Velarde went down with a tough, kind of weird board play with Blake Lazat in the corner. Hopefully he's okay. I hate to see you guys get hurt. But um, 
Anyway, that team does not look nearly as good or as dangerous as they did before. So I think they're going to be. I think I don't think they're going to be as high in the standings as some people were kind of projecting this year. I think they're going to struggle. Nope. Um, anyway, but the boys go to one, one, and one, and then I think we go. Uh, we get another game on Thursday or something. I want to say. Anyway, Minnesota. Things looking good now. Um, already Trevor Moore and Dano, I thought looked pretty good. So maybe that'll become a line while Arvidsson is still out. And uh, I, I like LaFerriere's game. Very simple. He can let, you know, he's the kind of guy, he kind of reminds me of Aya Follow, which makes me sad. <laughs> Same. Because we all, we all love AI. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to get cut off here in a second. But reminds me of Aya Follow. Simple player, straight line. Um, would love to see him get his first point. But I think he's been pretty good with Fiala and Dubois. So Much let's see how that goes. And uh, I'm a ramp. Well, oh, hey, uh, oh, my geek. all the um, the the beer league hockey talk, um, it brought up a question of mine. Why don't they call good dishes fine china? Ooh, I like, like that. I think I think that would be pretty sick. Just passing out fine china all night long, rest of stuff. Uh, we'll leave that to Russ uh, and uh, Zach to uh, kind of start to distribute through the Southern California market. All right, perfect. Fantastic. Great call, Jordan. Fine, China. Thanks. It seems to be a hit in the comments. Fine, China. Good one, Jordan. All right, next one. Mikey. <clears throat> there it is. Um. So that was fucking crazy. I got so drunk on Saturday. On Dr. Pepper. Oh, actually, I would like to apologize for one of my I had about dumbass 22, friends. 23 Dr. Peppers. Um, I didn't see him do it when he did it, and I was also very, very, very hammered when he did it. But what he did was fucking inexcusable and stupid. And I have since yelled at him for that. James, I don't James. know if you saw it. I think you did. Yeah. Again, I think I remember like half of Saturday night. Right. Um, but other than my dumbass friend, us, that was a fucking blast. I was gone, but I do remember the good parts. The memorable parts, I guess you would call them. Uh, that was sick as fuck. Crazy game. I didn't realize yeah. until like two days later that we went to the ninth round of the shootout. <laughs> uh, yeah, hammered drunk. That was awesome. Great old time. James, thank you for stopping by. Uh, I wish I could have been a better host, but that not was fucking your job awesome. and your Hannah, party. You were the best part. Yeah. Seeing you come into the street, that was fucking so cool. Um, I had something really good. I had a good question. It wasn't the Triple Crown one, but it was a question. Mikey Alexander stopped in, too. But, uh, yeah, so last podcast before the wedding, dude's going to have a ring on it in fucking three days. Wish me luck. Uh, Family's coming in tomorrow. Woo! Can't wait. I get to see my mom for the first time in, like, five years. Holy shit. That's probably going to be the highlight of... of, uh, Thursday? Yeah, they come in tomorrow, so Thursday. And hockey, hockey. We finally got a win. And the nice line was looking pretty pretty crazy. I only got it's, to see the highlights. 
It's the nice plus one worked, line. But Trevor Moore is an animal. Trevor Moore. Uh, he's on pace for 82 points, if not more. Hey-o. And da da da. Kiel Dubois finally got a goal, so that's pretty fucking sick. And is there something else? I don't know. I really don't. I can't seem to think right now. So much shit going on. Do you guys have any advice for the wedding? I do. Day of. Like, don't focus don't. on that. Focus on this. Blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. Thanks. Don't lock your knees. Go, Kings, go! Go, Kings, go! Kings, hit the button! Go, Kings, go! Don't just drag his knees. Look from his face. Jordan, water bottle out. Number one piece of advice, don't lock your knees. Yeah, my brother's done that twice, and I've caught him both times, so. He's been married twice? No, but he's been in weddings twice, uh, our our parents, and both of our parents got remarried and uh, locked his knees twice, and I've caught him both times. Don't do it. Okay. Mikey, I'm going to give you the best advice I gave. And I gave this advice recently at Cypress Craft when a guy stole a bottle of Jack Daniels gold from us uh, as I was buying the rest of the bottles from the from the store. He heard me talking about it, and he's like, I'll take one of those. He stole one from us. But um, he had a wedding of 150, and his mother-in-law, three days before the wedding, added 60 people. 150. How does that even happen? Added, I, like, I don't even know how the venue has the space. Like, you usually get a venue that's going to fit what you need. She added 60 people, like six or seven more tables. How does the catering company even manage that? I don't even know. I was fucking blown away. I was talking to him, and I'm like, you know what? I don't even feel bad for you stealing that bottle anymore. You deserve it. That's He's like, this is going to be my wedding bottle. This is what I'm going to drink. It was... Jack Daniels uh, 27, number 27, the gold bottle, um, which is no longer in production anymore. We happen to find some bottles, and this guy got one. I'm like, you know what? You fucking deserve it, dude. That's fucking crazy. That you're in the next three days, you're going to have to figure all of that out. Good for you. Um, Here's my advice that I gave to him, and I'm going to give it to you is that up to the night before you do everything you can to to make the event you want it to be. When you wake up the morning of your wedding, and this is something my wife and I did, and I I tell you what, I, I appreciated the day so much more because we did this. But when you wake up the day of the event, please listen to me. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Don't try and change, fix, or do anything to, like, and we, we, we knew that we had to do certain things the morning of, and that was fine. It was kind of built into our schedule. But when things failed or things didn't go the way we planned, nobody there in attendance is going to know what your plan was. All they're going to see is what happens, right? So your guests in attendance are going to appreciate everything that you have set out for them that day, especially at the the McCormick house, right? It's gorgeous. It's going to be beautiful. Everything's going to be 
like bigger and better than what people have seen in weddings that they've seen before. So let it be. Just enjoy the day. Like that's the day for you to just take it all in. Your job is done on the wedding day. So just enjoy it. Right? The menu items don't come out the way where they're supposed to be. That's fine. Right? The pastor's late. That's fine. Right? It starts when it starts. The DJ doesn't play what you wanted to play. That's fine. Fuck it. It it is what it is. Like none of the guests are gonna know the minute details that you had in order for that day. A podcast shows up and records a podcast in the lawn in the back part yeah. of your your wedding. Fuck it. It's what was meant to happen. Right? They're probably they probably should have been there anyway. So just enjoy that, the day. Do, does that mean Mikey's missing the game on Saturday? Yeah, it 100% is. <laughs> so just enjoy the day. The day is yours, right? You've done all the work up to this point, and you have to enjoy your day. You are off duty at that point. You let You let your wedding party handle the rest of it. You put the tax on them. To support you. Right? They're there for a reason. They're part of the wedding party for a reason. Put them to work. And let them know that that's their responsibility. And Michelle said it best. Put the game on at the wedding. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy that got married during the 2014 run. And we definitely commandeered the bar. The TV at the bar. My friends took the keg from the bar back to the hotel and put it in the pool and it was floating in the pool while they were serving drinks. Um, I got yelled at for it, but fuck it. I said, hey, wh- what's the problem, honestly? What's the problem? And, and is there any other guests that are upset at midnight that, that they can't swim laughs because there's a fucking keg in the pool? No, there's not. Okay, then fucking whatever, dude. It is what it is. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to echo what uh, Steve said. Fucking eat. Eat before, eat during your wedding. Take the time to enjoy that fucking $110 per plate meal that you fucking yes. pay for yes. or whatever it is. Um, we did it and like people were like, it still blows people's mind when they're like, yeah, we didn't even have time to eat. It's like, oh, no, we took a good 25, 30 minutes to fucking sit down and eat. Yep. Make it happen. Don't don't miss out, dude. You put a fucking menu together that you wanted to eat, eat it. Yeah. Right? We uh we were supposed to we went to Camarillo Airport to do our pictures. There was a bus that was supposed to bring us like we had six different hors d'oeuvres from our caterer that was supposed to bring us a tray because I wanted all of these. And that tray never made it to us. I was it, it's one of the things I'm still fucking butt sore about. So um, get the things that you fucking paid for. You're paying for all of it, so get what you paid for. Also, one thing that obviously it's way too, too too late for this, but one thing that became like a trend after like we got married. I've been married married for twelve years. Coming up on twelve years. Um is the like late night snack that they do now is fucking amazing. 
Like if your like wedding goes at like midnight and they bring out late like finger foods like uh, chicken fingers and like sliders and shit at, at like eleven, it's awesome. Yeah, good point, Hannah. Make sure you have doggy bags or containers that you can get the all, all leftover food because that going back to the hotel would be clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of food out there. There's the everything closes early, so. Yeah. Um, and the property, I believe, closes at 11. So you got to shut down and be out by 11. Um, also, because Mikey's getting married where I got married, um, the limo company out there actually left us without a ride back to the hotel. So make sure you fucking, we had to stay late to pay all the vendors. Um Make sure they know that you are the last people to be picked up um, from the venue. Because we, we had a shuttle. We told everybody to leave their cars at the hotel, which is like two, three miles out. And we had vans that ran everybody back to hotels. And um, they took everybody back but us. So we called them. He was actually dropping the van back off at the uh, property, the company property. To lock it up for the night, and we're like, uh, you fucking left people there. He's like, No, we got everybody. Who's left? Like, uh, us, <laughs> motherfucker. The fucking bride and groom are, are left at the venue. Uber. Yeah, I, I don't know that we had Uber at the time. We No, we, I'm I'm telling Mikey he says they haven't discussed how to get into their hotel. Yeah, we rented it. We rented my 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 dad wanted to get us a limo, and I said I would rather have a 15-passenger van run back because the hotel's like three miles away. I'd rather have a van run people back, and then nobody has to drive there. Yeah. So forego the limo for us to show up and get a van for everybody to be able to get back and forth. Yeah. Also, most important thing on your wedding night, lose that virginity. Let's go. Yeah, don't drink too much to where you can't do that also. Allegedly. Oh, I, I, I had explicit instructions for my wife. She said, you better fucking come tonight. To the wedding and the after party, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah, part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's super important. Fair enough. All right, should we get out of here? Go check on Jeff. <laughs> yeah, right. He never came back. He's here. He never came back. I'm actually curious to know how comfortable the floor of your bathroom is. Uh, it's probably the the Wesley's bed because he moved out because Uncle John's here in town. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. up in Santa Clarita, so he hasn't come mm-hmm. back here yet. So Wesley's kind of Wesley's kind of kept his bed vacant for him. So I told Jeff that's open. Fair. I will bet Fair. that he's in that bed right now. All right, we'll take bets and we'll see, and and we'll see how it goes. All right, let's get out of here. Um, yeah, go ahead and check out, you know, THPN and all the entire family podcast. Um, I think uh, Dennis says the best that when we're going to go play, play another team, go check out some of their podcasts. Um, over 100 podcasts now. Before Pretty we amazing. go, before we go, please. Yes. Afford me this opportunity. Afford it. Um, I put up a QR code. This is for our LA Junior Kings 2011. Um, they have... Uh, a trip that they're planning to Quebec. Um, from Quebec. what I understand, 
Daryl Evans actually played in this tournament and won as a junior. Uh, it's it's important to the club. They have to raise a lot of money. Um, I would ask all of our fans, as we are a community, um, they are, you know, the Junior Kings out of, uh, what is it, TH, uh, TSPC, with, I don't know the new acronym. Hmm? Toyota oh, Sports Toyota. Performance Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TSPC. TSPC. Uh, this is the 2011 <clears throat> LA King Junior Kings. Um, they set up LA Kings, uh, Junior Kings at gmail.com as their Venmo. Um, I put the QR code on the screen for everybody to see. Um, please do what you can to not just donate, but pass this out to friends. Help. We want to really help like promote the next players that are in the Kings organization and practicing at TSPC and getting support of, of our team that we love. Um, granted El Segundo, you know, uh, the, the, um, what do you call them? Uh, Eagles, the El Segundo team that just won the world championships for baseball. Oh, uh, the El Segundo team. Right. They don't have, they, they don't have a name. Yeah, so our El Segundo like baseball team, junior baseball team, El Segundo Little League. Yeah, Little League. They won yeah. the Little League World Championships. So the community is really building the next generation of sports talent, and knowing that some of these kids could grow within the organization to continue to build on the Kings' legacy is huge. So we, as the Kings' realm, support that. We want our fans and listeners to support that. We want the Kings fans to support that. And and let's see what we can do to support them, especially knowing that Kings like Daryl Evans, who freaking won this tournament, um, grew to be such an important part of the Kings history. So um, please scan the code that you see on the screen. Um, if not, you can. It's Venmo to two zero one one LA Junior Kings at gmail.com. LA JR Kings. LA Junior JR Kings. Um LA JR Kings at gmail.com, right? That is uh that is our Venmo. Uh if you're listening and not watching, uh we can also post the link and the flyer on our Instagram and Twitter to uh so you can get the information. But look it up if you need to. Uh, please support them. Um, there's nothing more important as fans than to see the next generation come up, right? We're all talking about the the, the draft picks that we have and, and the prospects that we have. Um, no, Steve, I haven't seen Talisker's yet. We'll check that out. Uh, but please, uh, please do that as a personal favor to us. Um, because uh, this sport isn't anything if it isn't for the next generation. So, boom, well said. As as James said, uh, the Venmo is two zero one one L A J R K I N G S two thousand eleven L A Junior Kings at gmail dot com. Uh, if you're not on the stream right now, go check it out. Thehockeypodcastnetwork dot com for all your hockey podcast needs. Um. Yeah, Dennis is going to be back next week and do this slightly better than I did uh, for the intro and the outro. 
I'm looking forward to it. Um, coming back from the grave. Big week ahead. Lots of, you know, goalie talk to come up, I'm sure. I have a bigger sample size, but twice as big. Um, and yeah. For James Whitlock. Um, the COVID Dennis the, Wilson. The COVID Dennis Wilson. Praying to the porcelain gods, Jeff Wilson. The Godfather. I'm Jordan Heckman saying Go Kings Go! Go Kings Go! Go Kings Go! Oh, why do we even try? No, I tried to time it to you so it would sound halfway decent. Yeah, yeah. Um, the comment section is nailing it right now, though. I feel like we did okay. Like, that wasn't bad. We're getting an oh, man, dot, dot, dot from Hannah. Lots of ha-has from Mikey. <laughs> um, but Raj is digging it. Hey. Mikey says run hey. it back. All right. Thanks, All right. Let's try one more time for the Patreon. All right. I'll do it again. I'm Jordan Heckman saying... Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! We started off good. I'm gonna go. You just gotta do it, dude. Stay with the opposite. Yeah, but I feel like whenever I just go for it, I just end up syncing up with. See, Mike said start off good. I'm gonna go piss, and then I'll be back. The best part of that is we're gonna save our audio and send it to Dennis to to do the editing anyway. (laughs) 